0: Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today is a little extra, extra special. The reason for that is that we're changing things up a bit. We're not going to talk about Facebook ads. We're not talking about funnels, email marketing, list growth, my favorite webinars. We're not talking about any of it. However, we're going to get deep into a topic that can directly affect the success of all those things. Today, we are talking about meditation and manifestation, and that might seem a little bit weird on my show. If you know anything about me, you already know that I'm not really woo-woo, and actually, I do not meditate, although I have tried many, many times. However, when my brand new friend, Gabby Bernstein, told me that she's coming out with this brand new book, and she wanted to talk about the connection between media and and meditation, I thought, wait a second, this is something I definitely need to explore. Now, if you don't know Gabby Bernstein, she is the author of some wildly successful books, one of my favorites, Spirit Junkie. She has a brand new one coming out called The Universe Has Your Back. And if you picked up one of her books, this is what you'd learn about her. Gabby Bernstein has been featured as a next-generation thought leader on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, appears regularly as an expert on the Dr. Oz show and was named a new role model by the New York Times. That's just a little snippet about Gabby and what she's all about. Now, what I like about Gabby is that she taught herself PR and she ran a PR business. And then things kind of shifted over time And now she's best known for her teachings related to spirituality and meditation and manifestation. She is definitely an inspirational speaker. She's an inspiration in my life. And I have to warn you of something. I typically record the intros after I do the interview. So I just did the interview with Gabby and I kind of gushed a little bit. I'm a little bit embarrassed about that, but I couldn't help myself because sometimes when I interview somebody, the topic is just such perfect timing for me. And I feel that I needed what she shared today. And I hope that you actually feel the same. I hope by the end of this interview, you too are gushing all about how amazing this woman is. She's a new friend of mine, and I think we're going to have an amazing friendship. And I also really value what she shares. And it's different than how my brain works, which is always a little exciting, a little scary at the same time. So I don't want to give it away. I'm going to let you listen in and see if this is something you might want to take action on. I know I definitely will be. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and jump in. Gabby, thank you so very much for being on the show. I truly am excited to have you here.
1: I'm so happy to be here. As you know, I'm a huge fan of you and the show. So it's very exciting for
0: me. So thank you for having me. Well, we have so much to cover. And I love that this is a little bit of a different take than the normal stuff I talk about on the show. But before we get into all the juicy questions we have planned, I want to kind of start at the top. We're going to talk about media and meditation, but how did you get there? Like why this mix? So I've been
1: meditating since I was a child. My mom taught me how to meditate when I was 10 years old. And it's been a big part of my own personal growth and my personal development. But I've also been an entrepreneur since 2001. So I, of course, merged my meditation tools and belief systems into my business at a very young age, even before I was a spiritual teacher. And I used these principles in a way where I could learn how to. Harness an energy that would help me help support me in creating the experiences that I wanted to have as a business owner and the almost like a swell of support behind my endeavors. And so I'm really excited to talk about this with your audience because I know that there's a lot of tactical things that we can do and practical things that we can do, but I think that there's also this big, big element of what is the energy and the thoughts and the intentions that we're bringing to the work that we do. So I could talk about this for hours, and I'm so thrilled that
0: we can do it today. (laughs) I love that. Now, you actually believe that we can manifest media for our message. Yeah. How? Tell me. Well,
1: first of all, the proof is in the pudding. I have many, many stories and I'll share some of them with you today about how I have personally manifested my greatest media experiences. So from sitting next to Oprah Winfrey and being interviewed on Super Soul Sunday to feature interviews on the cover of the New York Times Sunday Style section. I've got literally a laundry list of stories. And most of it, I believe, a major media placement, whether it be getting on a podcast like this or seeing yourself sitting next to Oprah, all come first with an intention, an intention to spread an empowering message in a meaningful way. And so that's got to kind of be at the core. And with that intention has to come this, this belief system and excitement and enthusiasm behind what it is that you are sharing. And I believe that, that when you're in that place of joy and enthusiasm, you're in the absence of resistance. You're in this energy state of excitement. You've you're bringing positive vibes to what your vision and your goal may be. And what happens on a spiritual level is that opens up invisible doors. And you know, anyone that's listening, whether they identify as spiritual, or not, have those experiences when, you know, you're thinking about something and then all of a sudden you see it in the newspaper or you hear a song and then, you know, the next day it's playing 10 more times on the radio or, you know, something that you may be saying in your podcast could be exactly what somebody needs to hear today. Yes. And so that kind of synchronicity is really undeniable. I've built my entire career based on helping people own that and have more faith in that power. And so as it relates to marketing and manifesting media, it's no different. It's absolutely no different. I spent a decade sitting on my meditation pillow, envisioning myself sitting next to Oprah Winfrey and feeling the feeling of what it felt like to be in her presence. And I remember about two weeks before I got the call from Harpo to be on the Super Soul Sunday show, I was deep in my meditation. I was looking at this picture of Oprah on my vision board and I just kept like almost sending her love (laughs) and just feeling this. The key to manifesting is the feeling, right? Okay. And so feeling the feeling of what it would be like And the magnitude of what that would mean for me as a teacher, and to, you know, and the magnitude of what that would mean to get the message out into the world, and really feeling the feeling of of gratitude and love that I have for her as a catalyst for great work. And that would come up, and I would feel that feeling in my meditation. And then, like two weeks later, I sat down and I just found myself turning to my notebook at my desk, and I wrote, I'm ready to be on Oprah. Three-hour stop it phone call from the folks at Harpo saying, "Hey, stop. this is you know Cornelia from Harpo, with the producer, and we'd like to have you on the Super Soul Sunday show." I mean, so this was ten years in the making, but time speeds up when everything aligns. Yes, right. So that's the first message: is the energy and the intention behind what it is that you are co-creating is what is probably first and foremost. So if you have a very positive, high vibe energy, a service oriented work that you feel very proud of, that you can't wait to get out into the world, you have to trust in the power of those vibes and your vibes speak louder than your words often. People can feel you miles away. And so that that's kind of a very crucial step in the process of manifesting is making sure that there's no resistance and that you're in this presence of joy around what it is that you're creating and that that joy opens invisible doors to support your endeavors. Kind of the first step.
0: Okay. So when you talk about these really big opportunities you had, you were saying for many, many years you meditated on this and you believe that meditation is the key to success. It's something I definitely want to do more of. I definitely do not find it at all easy for me. So I'd love for you to talk about why you think meditation is the key to success, because maybe if I understood it a little bit more, it would be something that I would be able to embrace. Great. First of all, I
1: can say this with conviction: meditation is the number one key to success, and I I don't say that lightly. And it's 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 a very important message I think that people need to be hearing these days in particular. Because with successful people, I see a lot of burnout, which obviously blocks any possible future for success. You know, you can okay. get you can do a lot with your sheer will, but ultimately that won't be sustainable. That's what I want to say, right? Gotcha. There's okay. People out there that are very successful that have never meditated a day in their life, but how many of them? feel burnt out? How many of them feel like they can't keep it up? I see it and I hear it all the time. Okay. So to break it down very, very simply, we talked a little bit earlier about resistance. So the main block to our successes is resistance. Resistance in our thoughts, resistance in our energy, and resistance in the overall presence of what we show up with. And so resistance comes from fear-based thinking. Resistance comes from the need to control outcomes. Resistance comes from stress. And resistance comes from disbelief. So when we're in that stressed out, controlling, sort of fear-based way of running our businesses, we're blocking the infinite possibilities of what can come into our life. You may see some seemingly successful things come into your business, but they'll always sort of feel like they came with a struggle. And so that is a sign that you're actually relying on your own strength. That's a sign that you're
0: pushing. That Wow. You're I with. feel that a lot. Okay. Okay. Let's talk. Let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. So you're saying that when I feel like, gosh, that was a struggle, but I got it done. And I, I kind of wear a badge of honor around that. Like I really hustled and worked hard to get it done. And you're saying that that really is like fear showing up and, or resistance of some kind. And it doesn't have to be that way.
1: The amount of energy and excitement that you put into the work, could have been equal. You could have put the equal amount of energy into the work, but it could have been graceful. You could have been breathing easily, sleeping better, and as a result, probably achieving even more than you do today. Wow. So, okay. Not, not probably, definitely. Keep talking, definitely girl. Tell even me more. Than you are today, <laughs> and, and, and also just you know feeling better physically, right? Yes. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, your relationships will thrive from this, and people will feel it. They'll feel the shift because I spent many years, even as a meditator, still resisting that flow and. And, and it's really been in the last two years, as I started to work on a whole new body of work, that I just had, had no other choice but to surrender fully. And in that full-blown surrender, I feel like there's no glass ceiling. And so what does it mean to be in the absence of that resistance? In the absence of that resistance, you breathe easily. You feel faithful. Even if you don't know what the exact outcome is going to be, you still lean towards faith. You have a a sense of collaboration. You have a sense of of, um, a greater belief system overall, believing no matter what, okay? Okay. And also kind of letting go of the rope. It's rather than like, it has to be this way, the thinking is more, it's this or something better. And Mm. so how do we get into that place of, of really releasing that resistance? Meditation is one of the most powerful tools to clearing that resistance and coming back into the flow. We calm our nervous system, we reorganize our, our energy. We clear our mind so we can almost have a clean slate. And in that space of non-resistance, in the space of the absence of resistance, that's when intuitive ideas come forth. That's when creative solutions present themselves. That's when our energy it just emits this, this beautiful, for lack of a better word, vibration right it's just an energy field okay and in that beautiful state people want to support you more people will show up and say hey can i can i put you on my radio show or can i can i get your book out to the world or can i let people know about your podcast and so that absence of resistance is the state that you want to take action from now don't get me wrong amy we got to take action, right? right? Because a lot of people think, you know, I can just meditate and shit's going to happen. That's not true. You <laughs> have, have to be, you know, I, I talk about spiritually aligned action. We take action from a place of knowing. We take action from a place of peace and a, and a faithful place. I have a really cool story. Do you want me to give another yes, little, little manifesting please. story? So, so in 2009, my first book came out. It came out like at the end of 2009. The beginning of 2009, I was getting the book ready to go into print. And I remember like a few years earlier, I had pulled out this masthead from the New York Times Sunday Style section cover of this story that this reporter had done about a bunch of bloggers. It was kind of like a trend story about these food bloggers before it was hip to be a blogger. Okay. And I ripped out this mass head. I put it on my vision board. And a vision board is just a place where you just hold images of what you want to create, like the image of your dream home or the image of your book on the New York Times bestseller list or the image of that, you know, seven-figure launch or whatever it is that you're manifesting. And in this case, I put this image of the New York Times Sunday style section. And it had been sitting on my vision board for like three years. So it was already in my fear my in my consciousness. Yeah. And then about six months before the book goes into print, I remember looking at my intern. I was sitting in my office. I looked at my intern, and I said— I'm going to pitch myself right now to the New York Times Sunday style section and I, watch me. <laughs> and so I picked up the phone. And I, I mean, well, like I had, I have a, my first business. I ran a PR business for five years. So again, this didn't come out of nowhere. I had, I had an understanding of how to pitch the media. Right. So I picked up the phone. I went into my Rolodex. I got this one contact that I had from the New York Times. I had dinner with him once. I met him at a party. I call him up. I'm like, his name was Alan Salkin. So I said, hey, Alan, this is Gabby Bernstein. We met at a party once. And he's like, what do you want? <laughs> right? Like classic report. What do you want? And I said, I've got this really cool pitch idea for you. And he's like, okay, quick, tell me now. And I said, it's all the girls that used to want to be Carrie Bradshaw want to be now like Wayne Dyer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I already knew like that he was sort of into spiritual stuff. So he, he got it right away. He said, okay, this sounds really interesting. He said, can you give me a trend story? And a trend story for anyone that's listening is just really, it's a very generous way of pitching because you pull in many people rather than mm. saying, oh, this is just about me. It's a collaborative way of pitching, right? So okay. saying, hey, these five people are doing this really cool thing. I happen to be one of them. Okay. Oh, I like it. Okay. Yeah, this is a big marketing tactic. I think it's very important for people just like it don't make it all about you, right? Gotcha. And and the more you can give somebody whether it's traditional media or online media, the more of a full-bodied story you can give people, the more exciting it is because there's more proof. So, I gave him this list of like four different women that I identified as my contemporaries that were doing this type of work. And he said, "Okay, interesting." And Months and months would go by, maybe two months go by, and he'd maybe check in and say, I'm still considering the story. And three months would go by, and he'd still check in, or I would check back in with him. He'd say, still considering it. And then about a month before my book came out, I get a call from Alan Selkin and he says, I'm coming to your apartment next week. I'm going to cover your entire group coaching, and we're doing a feature story on the cover of the New York Times. Holy so, cow. Yeah. So I'm like, oh boy, we got work to do. <laughs> he comes over. He At the time, I was doing group coaching in my apartment. He watches the whole group. He interviews me. At the end of the interview, he walks over and he's checking out my vision board. And he's looking at the vision board and he's like, he sees this, the Sunday Styles masthead. He says, what's this? I said, well, you know, Alan, I've been manifesting this story. There was an article I read several years ago about these bloggers. It was a roundup. And I knew I wanted that type of story for my own business. And he looked at me in shock and he said, I wrote that story. <gasps> no so, way. <laughs> So here it was. Not only did I manifest the exact same story I wanted, but with the same reporter who would give it the same the same energy and enthusiasm.
0: Okay, here's what I love about that story, though. So this was on your vision board. You definitely manifested it, but just as you said, you also took action with this. That's the key. That's the key. You yes. can't just
1: manifest it. And Like in the case of in the case of Oprah. Look, I, I didn't actually pitch the super soul sunday show but i didn't took a lot of action i had several books out i had been doing work for over a decade before they made that phone call right yes. so it's like it's not like i was just sitting in my apartment praying and somebody called me you know well that that isn't impossible there is a lot of power to prayer but you you have to take action you have to show up and it's it's co-creating you're co-creating the media. And so this doesn't take away any of the marketing tools that we all believe in and swear by. You know, I see myself just as much as I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm also a marketer, and I absolutely love marketing. So none of this takes away from it. But well, let me tell you, some of the biggest and most magnificent marketing ideas that have come to me have come through my meditation. And one example was I just kept meditating weekly, and I kept thinking about how I needed to get my second book in a glossy fashion magazine. Now, that didn't seem like the obvious place for a spiritual person to be looking, but what I heard in my meditation, because I was letting my intuition come forward, what I heard was that that was a place where people may have been thinking they were looking for fancy shoes to make them happy, but really what they needed was a Mm -hmm. self-help book that they would resonate
0: with. Okay, I'm with you there.
1: Exactly. So I wouldn't have, it doesn't sound like the logical place for a person to pitch themselves. But at the time I was meditating so frequently that I kept hearing glossy fashion magazine, glossy fashion magazine. (laughs) And spoke very, you know, very candidly about this to someone that I was coaching who worked at L. A month later. She, you know, said, I, I don't know what happened, but I just mentioned this and there's a six page feature in L that we need to do, oh you know, so like, <laughs> it just continues on. But I want to tell you something really fun. I was listening to your podcast maybe, I don't know, like six months ago, way before we got on the phone and became friends. And I remember thinking that I wanted to do a segment about manifesting media with you. So here we
0: are. Okay. You just made my entire day with that. That is pretty incredible. I love that. I love everything about that. I think it just gave me some chills. Now, while you've been talking, I've been thinking, okay, I've really, really wanted to meditate and... I know people are listening right now that are like, okay, Gabby, like I'm kind of liking what you're talking about here, but I really struggle with sitting down and getting quiet. So can you give us like, are we talking about finding a quiet place, sitting down, like, can you make this a little tactical for those that totally. are thinking, I want to do it, but I don't know what to do. Let's break it down. Okay. For
1: so, so I think a meditation practice that I hear a lot of people, a lot of successful people love is transcendental meditation. Okay, And that's a mantra based meditation. And the reason I think a lot of people in the business world like it and marketers and, and high level executives, they like TM because it's not really heady. It's not very like woo-woo. You're not like chanting on a pillow, you know, or like <laughs> doing some kind of crazy breath work. Right. You're just repeating a mantra. And It's quite simple. It's, you know, it, I'm going to give you guys a mantra today that isn't, it's a, I teach Kundalini meditation, but it's a mantra I can share with you. But if you feel called to look further into transcendental meditation, a great place to look would be the David Lynch Foundation. Okay. But for the sake of giving you, teaching you how to do mantra-based meditation, you can do it right now. So the mantra that I use is Sat, S-A-T, Nam, N-A-M, Sat, Nam. And Sat means truth and Nam means name. So it's like identifying the truth of who you are, Sat, Nam. Truth is my name. Okay. Okay. And really, you know, simply put, when you meditate, you come back to your truth. You come back to your joy. You come back to inspiration and intuition. That's your truth. Okay? Okay. So while you're meditating, you're going to repeat the mantra in your mind, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam. Breathing long and deep in a quiet place, sitting cross-legged or sitting up straight. I often like to suggest that people have their palms facing upward because you can feel almost like an energy moving through you. If you have your palms upward, it's like a uh, it's a pose of, of receptivity. It's a posture of receptivity. Okay. And repeating the mantra, satnam, satnam. And what will happen is your mind will go
0: to crazy town. You're just going to go, it's going to go crazy. Okay. Thank you for that. saying that. It of just, course, it course. literally goes crazy. Like, oh my gosh, I've never even thought of that crazy thought. And here it is in this moment. Yeah, of course. It's okay.
1: It's going to go crazy. And for anyone, even serious meditators like myself, I've been meditating for 30 years, I'm going to go crazy. It's going to come back. Right. So, in that place, what happens is is you go to the crazy and the simplicity is you just return to the mantra. You return to the mantra and you return to the mantra. And then you go back to that crazy place and you return to the mantra. And you don't judge yourself. And the thing that happens, I want to be really clear, people get hung up, you know, I can't stop thinking while I'm meditating. It's actually not a bad thing. That's considered an active meditation. And that means that there's just a bunch of junk or nervousness or anxiety or maybe an unconscious trauma or whatever that needs to get wrung out. And so if you're thinking a lot through your meditation, the focus of healing doesn't necessarily have to come directly associated with what you're thinking about, but that those overactive thoughts are just a sign that you're clearing something out. And that's just just considered an active meditation. So there's nothing wrong with it but return to your mantra. And that's why a mantra is beautiful for newcomers because it's an anchor. It's a place to come back to. And it's simple. Yeah. So Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam. Okay. Go that's going to
0: gonna be my new thing. Come back. Go to beautiful. the crazy and come back. I could do that all day long.
1: <laughs> do it all day. And, and the beauty of this one, you know, you can start with five minutes in the morning, okay. but I would recommend trying to do it twice a day. And listen, do the best you can. That's what yeah. I love
0: about everything that you teach. It's all in moderation. Do the best you can. There's no yep. need to beat yourself up. I love that message that I feel from you every time I read your books or or watch any of your videos on your website. So that's one of my favorite messages. And I've got to ask you because you have a PR background, but I've heard you say that God is your publicist. Yes. What <laughs> the heck are you talking about? Okay. So <laughs>
1: So I I really genuinely believe that let me break right down my background. I have no I have no training in PR. I actually just taught myself publicity because I loved to market and sell naturally. So, I hope that's something that, you know, people that are listeners can hear because yes. we are really the best marketer for your work is you, the best. And of course, you know, I have PR teams now and all these other people, but I really do believe God is my publicist. And no offense to my amazing publicists and PR teams, but <laughs> but I do believe it because At the end of the day, so I believe that God is the ever-present energy of love and joy. And that love and joy is within each and every one of us. And when we tap into that excitement and joy and enthusiasm— miraculous occurrences happen. And so that's been my experience as pretty much in every corner of my life. But in in particular, as it relates to this conversation, that presence of joy has been the driving force behind the work that I do and the love and the commitment and the conviction that I have behind what it is that I share. And I think that most of your listeners are are entrepreneurs, they're marketers, they're business, they're they're people that, that have business ideas these are some of the most excited, enthusiastic, joyful people. Yes. When you spend more of your time and attention in that presence of joy and less of it in the weeds of the, I got to make it happen, Uh, then visible force takes over.
0: That's big because I think a lot of us can be found in those weeds every single day. So say that part again.
1: And I'll give you an exercise for this. Okay, good. Okay, cool. It's almost like, you know, when people like try to help you eat healthier and they're like, put 70% of your plate as greens and 30% is going to be meat or whatever. Like let's have 70% of your day focused in that presence of joy and the 30% in the weeds. Because right now we're like 90% in the weeds, 10% in the joy. And I think that goes for most people in business because you're excited about what it is that you want to do. And then you get so overwhelmed by all the things that you think you have to do. Exactly. But then you're in resistance. And so throughout our day, we're in the excitement and the enthusiasm and the celebration of what it is that we're expressing in the world. That is the most powerful force. That is the most powerful force of energy that could actually move mountains and take people like yourself who are extraordinarily successful entrepreneurs and take it to a whole other level, Amy, like a whole other stratosphere. I like it. And so that presence of joy, how do we lean into that? Yes. One thing I I did... Before my first book came out, actually, I would sit in meditation, and I would envision this—at the time, I was in my 20s, and my reader was in her 20s. Now, it's a little a lot less age-specific and less gender-specific, but at the time, this was my demo. And I would, in my mind's eye, like begin to think about my reader— And just send love to my reader and feel her excitement about this content. And so these images would start to come into my mind. And this is what we would call a creative visualization meditation. And I would just allow my mind's eye to create images. And the image of this young girl sitting on a subway train in New York City, most of my audience at the time was New York-based, and she was reading my first book, and she's holding it, and she was, I could see her in her like skinny jeans and her little kids, <laughs> and she had like, really cute hair. And she was crying and trying to wipe away her tears on the train because she was so moved by the message of the book. And you know, telling you this story right now makes me, moves me. It makes me cry just even saying it out loud to you. Every single time I repeat this image in my mind, it moves me to tears. Mm. And so that feeling and that experience of seeing the reader is what turned that book into such a success and which really has gets, was the catalyst for me having you know, five books in five years and this this big literary career. Because Not because I was hustling and busting my ass. Of course, I did hustle, but because it was backed with this absolute deep devotion and love for my reader. And if you can spend two minutes a day Deeply loving your reader, your audience member, your, your blog reader, your podcast listener, and just thinking about them, sending them gratitude, sending them love, being so moved by the message, then that message will move the masses. Mm. And that is my motto. And that's why I believe God is my publicist, because when I tap into that presence of joy, that joy takes over. That joy being God takes
0: over. Ah, uh, I absolutely love that. That that's pretty powerful stuff for sure. Now, I want to switch gears just a little bit because I also know that you love social media and online marketing. And at the same time, you are super spiritual as you just shown us in the whole idea with God as Your Publicist. So how do these areas of your life actually play together? Oh, yeah. They go hand in hand, right? Because first of all, so
1: I always say, lean towards joy and you will be led. So as it relates to media, do what you love. And if there's an outlet or a you know social media platform or something that you don't like, do not do it because it won't work. So if you love it, if you are moved by it, then it's going to take on a life of its own. I get, obviously, there's no way in the world that you would be doing this podcast if you didn't have so much joy and excitement around it. Right. And that's why it's been so successful. And I can speak for myself that for me, for the past- 11 years I've had a weekly video blog. I made a commitment to my audience. It's so that good. Every Monday for the rest of my life, <laughs> I'll be putting out a video blog. I really don't know when it ends, but it's been going on for 11 years. So every Monday the video goes out. And the reason I chose video rather than blogging was because it's much more comfortable for me to ex- just speak extemporaneously than it is for me to write an 800 word blog every week and so that was the medium that brought me joy that was free and effortless and that's that's the area that has had a lot of success and support as a result of just doing what i love so the same goes for social media i love social media i love just being sort of you know quick to post something and sharing throughout the day and being in this conversation with my followers And if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be able to do it. So I wasn't in love with writing blogs, so I wasn't able to be a written blogger. I had to be a vlogger, right? Right. So I just want to say this really clearly. like, If people are like, I really don't like that Snapchat, but I love Facebook, then spend your time and energy on Facebook, and that's where you're going to see the momentum. And it's really about being conscious of what brings you joy and not doing the things that don't.
0: You know, it comes back to this message that I'm always talking to my audience about, which is consistency. And I always see the people that are really getting it right and making a huge impact are showing up regularly, like you with your Monday vlog. And Marie's got, you know, every, what is it, Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday, she's, she's got Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. So yep. I to- totally got that wrong. Every Tuesday <laughs> I see her in my inbox. And there's so many other people that are so consistent. And I think that when you do combine the marketing with the spirituality and finding what you love and doing it, that makes the whole consistency thing way easier. Would you agree? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you dig it and you enjoy the process, then you're going to stick to it. So if you can't
0: be consistent with something, maybe you better look at, are you actually enjoying doing it at all? Absolutely. If
1: you're not consistent, you likely are not enjoying it. Yeah. That's that's, that's the honest to God truth. Good connection there.
0: Okay. So tell me this. Another thing I talk to my audience about beyond consistency is this idea of comparing yourself to everybody else online. And I really do think that my audience, including myself, we really struggle with this. And you have a great message around comparing yourself to everybody and seeing what they're doing on social media and feeling like you're not measuring up. What do you say to that?
1: So I see it all the time. And it's always, once again, that's another form of resistance is comparison, jealousy, separation, and attack. And so all it's going to do is really just bring you down, keep you small, and block you from creating what you are here to put out into the world. So a pathway to healing that kind of resistance and that kind of comparison is there's a few things you can do. One is to look at the people that you may be judging and kind of take that pointer finger and Point, point it back on yourself for a second and ask yourself, what is it within me? What is the disowned part of my shadow that's getting triggered by this person, right? right. So maybe what you don't like about them is something that you don't like about yourself. Or maybe what you, what you don't like about them is something that you wish you had in your own life. And so really taking an inventory of that judgmental behavior and really looking closely at how that judgment is Blocking you. It's blocking you, number one, because it's not making you feel good. And the absence of joy, you're in that place of resistance and you're blocking what it is that you want to create. It's also keeping you from potentially having collaborations with people. In the world of marketing, I mean, a huge part of what's happening. You know, you're supporting me so much right now. This is a new friendship. I'll support anything you do. I'm one of your biggest fans. It's like, Mm. rather than looking at you as someone and saying, you know, oh, her podcast is so popular, I could never be on that, that, you know, or I'm not good enough, or she's got more Facebook followers. Instead, we chose to be friends, right? And that friendship is going to be a propeller for all the future, you know, collaborations that you and I may have. And so you're a great example of sort of turning comparison upside down because you bring a lot of people who may be considered quote unquote competitors onto your show to promote them, right? Yes. And so there's this element of almost being in the service of the people that you maybe are comparing yourself that. to. And not from a manipulative place at all, because that won't work, but from a genuine place of, I recognize that you have what I want and I'm going to support what you do.
0: And right. there's enough to go around. That's something that I learned from Major. you. That I love that. There's enough to go around.
1: Yes. This is something that I think, this is, this is a lesson I teach a lot of people that I train, a lot of aspiring coaches and people that are looking to get into the field of personal growth and development is that when they're looking and comparing themselves to others, the number one thing I say is that there's enough to go around. There are far more people in need than there are people rising up to teach. And so this is a time particularly as it relates to personal growth and and spiritual development and self-help. This is a time when their voices are needed more than ever. And it is a crucial time for people to actually show up and not play small because they think somebody else has done it. And I really think that that one hits home for a lot of people, which is there are far more people in need of your services than there are people rising up to give those services.
0: Now, that is a sound bite that I'm going to have to use somewhere. That is so (laughs) true because so many people that I teach as well that are in my classes say, yeah, but Amy, it's been done before. I want to create this course about X, Y, Z, but it's already been done before. Mm -hmm. And that definitely has never stopped me, but I've never been able to say it so eloquently as you've just said it. So that's a gift. Thank you for that. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that one for sure. Yeah. Now to wrap up, I, in four days, I'm going to Italy and the one book that is going to be packed in my bag is your brand new book. The universe has your back. I cannot wait to dive into it. So please tell us how can this book help us in business and marketing and life? It's going to be a blockbuster for sure. Tell us about it.
1: Well, first of all, I have like this beautiful image. You're giving me more creative visualizations for my meditation. Thank you. I have this beautiful image of you on your way to Italy with like this beautiful bag and like all your stuff. And then my book. like the book. Bag. I'll
0: take a picture Yay. for you and send it Yay. for sure. I
1: want that book. Yes. I want that picture. I love that. It's like a vacation read. Yeah. Yes. So first of all, okay. Talk about enthusiasm and excitement! I am so excited about this book. I bet <laughs> I have been revving up this launch for so many months now. I have, you know, just been once again moved by the message because I wrote this book during a really, really difficult year in my own oh, life. okay. And, and and when it came to and I, put, you know, it sent it off and it went into print. I reread the book and it healed me. It healed me on a very, very, very visceral level. And I walked away saying, oh, okay, this is going to serve people in a big way because it was no longer like, oh, this is just my teachings, but it was like, this is beyond me and it's helping me now. And the title is The Universe Has Your Back and the subtitle is Transform Fear to Faith. And I feel that we're... I mean, we know, we all know we're living in very tumultuous times. We're living in a fear-based world that is giving us the experience every day of feeling very powerless yes. and very fearful, very scared, very out of control. And we need an anchor. We need a belief system. We need guidance on how to navigate through these times. And so first and foremost... That is the promise of this book is to sort of give you power when you feel powerless, to give you a sense of certainty in these uncertain experiences and and give you an anchor and and a spiritual relationship of your own understanding. Now, how that relates to our business, what this whole book is about is what I've been sharing with you guys today is how to get into the absence of resistance, how to clear the path so that you can return to the presence of joy. And when you're in that place of joy, the universe does miraculous things. And when we can start to own and really honor our own way, what that relationship to the universe means to us, in our own unique way, a relationship of our own understanding. Through this book, you can establish that relationship. And once you start to know what that relationship means to you, you can begin to apply these principles, not only in your personal life and in your relationships and your health, but in your business. And wild, wild successful experiences can become your reality as a result of practicing these principles. And so I'm really excited to be the witness of all the miracles that occur as a result of readers going through this this content.
0: It's going to be pretty amazing. I can't wait to hear the stories that come from people that have read your book and really have taken action with it and, and let it be a guide for them. It's going to be so exciting to see.
1: And it's officially out, which is like the most exciting part. Okay, so very important. So where
0: should people go? Like anywhere they sell books? So should they go?
1: you can go anywhere you sell books. There's a very, 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 very big bonus. I've never given such a big bonus. Oh, bonus. tell us With about this. Book. Okay, so I'm
0: giving six
1: and a half hours of digital training for free. So I think it's valued at like over $200. And it's it's a six and a half hour digital workshop based on the principles of the book. And that's so if, t- if you read the book and you want to take it to life and you want to learn more from me, this is probably one of the greatest ways to do it. And this includes meditations and and stories and lessons that will b- bring the principles to life through this digital training. And that's free whenever you, where, if you order the book from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you go and just return to the page, gabbybernstein.com forward slash book bonus. And on that page, you just drop in your receipt and you get this six and a half hour training. And in the past, I've never, I've given much smaller bonuses for my book before, but this year I felt like, let me just go big. While I'm an author, first and foremost, I'm a motivational speaker. And this training is from live events. And so they're going to walk away with that experience of that download of what comes through. Okay. So so that's
0: that's a must to get your hands on. I love that. I didn't even realize you had that. And I, why would you ever skip a bonus? So definitely you got to go jump on this. So tell me the URL again. Let's say I get it on Amazon and then where do I go? Gabbybernstein.com forward slash book bonus. And I'll put it in my show notes for you guys as well, just in case you're on the move and you need to come back to it, but definitely grab the bonus. So very... Very valuable. Gabby, thank you so much. I so value our new friendship and I loved having you on the show. I it's not often that every little word I'm like eating up and feeling like, oh my gosh, she's here definitely for me. I know you're not, I know you're here for everyone, but it really, really touched me. So thank I you. Am so
1: grateful and thank you so much for letting me come on the show. I definitely manifested this. <laughs> so cool. I have a new story in my toolbox. <laughs> So much.
0: (laughs) That is just awesome. And I can't even wait to have you back. But I also can't wait to get that book out to the world and just see what it does for people. So, congratulations on your brand new book that is available right now. Thanks, Amy. So, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I have. I know I have a little bit of a crush on Gabby Bernstein because the content is so dang good. And I could use me a little meditation. And hopefully, if you don't meditate and it's something that maybe speaks to you, maybe you're looking for a little bit of a shift, some more creativity, a little bit more white space in your life, then maybe you too should check it out. Definitely check out her brand new book, The Universe Has Your Back. It is going to be on my entire Italy journey. So I'll make sure to insta story all about it and let you guys know what I think. But I cannot wait to dive in. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today. Links to all of Gabby's bonuses and details about this show are in my show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 129. So make sure to go check it out. I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now.